Warning, the Stone Age Gamer includes a lot of bad language. Cover your mother ears. Good evening and welcome to the Stone Age Gamer Podcast. I am Chris Randazzo and joining me tonight is Pokemon photographer Dan Ryan. I, I mean, they're all risque photos, but tasteful. <laughs> Snappy, even. Now that 2021 is in full swing and we still haven't all been annihilated by locusts yet, it might just be safe enough to look ahead to the awesome games we're anticipating this year. Get ready to dive into someone's mind, because the Stone Age Gamer Podcast starts now. Yet. Locusts, yet. I said yet. I, I know. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it, was, it was an apt modifier, don't get it me wrong. Yes, indeed. I'm uh I'm not taking anything for granted. No, Siri Bob. Hi no, everyone. Shouldn't. It's episode 342. It is the week of January 15th. Yeah, let's go with 15th, <laughs> no. 2021. No. No. 18th. Today is the 18th. Today's the 18th. Oh my goodness. Today's the 18th. 22nd is what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. January 22nd. We it's MLK Day, Chris. It is. I'm just I'm just looking up at my calendar and looking at Fridays. I'm like, I saw the eight, and I was like, oh, so it's the one after the eight. Fifteen. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> no, that was last that's, week. That's not how with time our works. our wonderful two part episode with uh with the fabulous, uh handsome, very sweet boys from the Weekend Rental podcast. Yeah, the uh, second part is you know. They said it's going to be a little bit before the second part actually posts, but it'll be worth it. I promise. We're very charming. We are. <laughs> As were they. It was a good time. Yeah. Like those dudes. Yeah. So, uh, uh, talk to me. Um, <sighs> so, I, 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 I contacted Dan earlier in the week because uh, Scale Attack went on sale. And it was for five bucks. And yeah. I said, hey, Dan. Skeletax on sale for five bucks. I remember you saying you picked it up. Is it worth five bucks? And you said, yeah, it's worth five bucks. And so I bought it for five bucks. So refresh me on your feelings on Skeletax. Because I don't remember if we actually talked about it on the show. We we talked about it very briefly because I hadn't had much of a chance to play it. And uh, my feelings are much fresher now because I've been playing it over the last couple of days knowing that we were going to talk about it today. And uh, I quite like it. Um, it is not great, uh, as far as a side-scrolling action, like, if, it's I wouldn't really go out and, wordy. It's what? It's really wordy. It just won't shut the hell up. Yeah, there, there's a lot of jokes. Um, there's a lot of words. There's a lot of jokes. And the wall jump is, uh. Just kind of no. counterintuitive because you just like you press <laughs> to the opposite direction and he just jumps off the fucking wall. And there are some really uh, just super annoying uh, one hit kills that come in from just kind of being frustrated by the controls. Yeah. That said, uh, it's quite charming. Uh, it animates beautifully. It looks fantastic. Um. It it is a hundred percent worth five bucks. Yeah, I'd I'd say it's worth five bucks. I'm I'm not going back to it. I I how far I was, did you get? Jeez, I don't know. I must have played it for like an hour or something. Uh, how many boss fights did you have? 
I don't know that I got to any boss fights, to be honest with you. Oh, well. I, um, I got the, I found the one dude who gave me, made the bat my familiar. Yeah, yeah. And then I went a little bit further than that, and I was just like, I am not having any fun, and I have so many other games that I need to play. So, I just tagged out. I was, uh... It's frustrating. I, I'll, yeah, it is frustrating, and it's yeah. overly... The, the writing is good, but it's not good enough to justify how much it stops you from playing the game. Like, you, you start going, and... Then you'll get into one of these conversations. It's just like, okay, could you wrap this up, please? I get that you got good jokes to tell, but holy crap, this is a platform, and I've been here for five minutes. Like it's yeah, it's it uh, wordy. It's not great. It's not great. I don't hate it. Um, yeah, I don't hate it either. It needs an editor, though. Like this, it, th- yeah, this is not. What bothers me about this game is that this isn't some rinky dink, uh, like one dude made it kind of a situation there because you can forgive a lot more about it when it's this you know when it's a small kind of a thing and those small kinds of things tend to have a little bit more heart but this is konami yeah that that published this game and there's not that i hold konami to a very high standard anymore especially considering contra rogue core but but i really i i wanted to like this a lot more than i did because there's a there is a you know forgive my pun very much intended there's a skeleton of a very good game in here like there's a lot of really good ideas but the counterintuitive wall jumps the um you know the the sword swinging doesn't feel particularly good like the combat doesn't you know and i'm coming off of playing something like hollow knight but uh the combat doesn't even feel a fraction as good as it does in hollow knight no it certainly doesn't there's uh, there's kind of a weird hit detection I, I honestly I don't know why I like it as much as I do. Um I'm I am just charmed by it. I, I I think it's more just the way that it looks and the way that it moves. Like once you get into a groove and you're making your way through and you're getting some of the power ups and whatnot, like beating the bosses and what and like getting like there's a triple jump, <laughs> which is just kind of silly. And uh there's uh, a boomerang that you can get uh, that like uses some of your magic, but that's pretty cool. And like, then you can upgrade that. I do the two things that I dislike the most about this game are the map, uh, because they went to the Hollow Knight school of like useless mapping, because um, it just shows you a giant fucking outline of the room you're in. Uh-huh. Like, all right, well, that's not helpful at all. And then uh, the fact that you die a lot in this game. Which is mm-hmm. fine, like, because you always come right back from the last little save point you were at because you're an undead skeleton, and that makes sense. But you can upgrade, like, your weapons and shit and your health at different little shops. Like, this one little thing pops up, and they're like, hey, I got some weird shit. Or you can go to, like, a weaponsmith, and they'll hook you up. But I lost so many of those little fucking souls, like those little shards or whatever the hell they are, that I collected... Because I die so often. I'm like, I'm not going back down there for them. I can't get back up. I died down there. You know what I mean? Like, I fell into a pit. I can't get those back. I I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) That's super annoying. You know, whereas in something like Hollow Knight, where if you die, you can go back into that area and reclaim your soul, but your soul will be in in a position to where you can actually get it. 
yeah it 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 goes out of its way to be like okay this is a you can you can use this you can come back yeah. to this mm. yeah it's worth five bucks i yeah, wouldn't pay I, I wouldn't pay more than five bucks for it i got my five bucks worth out of it yeah it does i mean it does look great it looks really really good the animation is really good i like the art style um yeah i like the way it moves you're right the the combat doesn't feel great um but i do i do like looking at it i just uh the level that i was playing through before uh before we started recording there was uh the crypt i think it was called and it was kind of a clever little bit of uh platforming trickery as you were going through the level because you had to uh light the lamps like and you just hit them you know it's not a complicated thing but Hmm. as you as you light the lamps it would illuminate different sections of platforms that you could jump to and like it kind of made an interesting challenge through there and like some of the ghosts would leave you alone if the lights were turned on and all all that like there's like you said there's some really good ideas in here it just needed a uh, some more polish yeah it just needed some more time in the oven yeah Oh well, yeah, <clears throat> is what it is. Uh, but uh, anything else? What else have you been up to? Uh, what else have I been up to? Uh, did we talked about uh, Bloodstained? I finished that. Curse of the Moon. Um, I haven't oh, started the f- Blast. The first yeah, the, Curse of the Moon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the retro one. Did you finish that, that classic mode? No, I didn't try anything after it. I just I played through it in one sitting. I mean, it's in the. Uh, I think it just came out or maybe it didn't come out yet and i'm crazy the 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 regular bloodstained um not the 8-bit style one the bloodstained oh no i can't i can't try any of that because you have it so you gave me your only copy of that game yeah that's weird you you said you wanted to play it so it's okay (laughs) i'll get it back at some point yeah, I should have given it to you while you were here because uh, I I, ha- I bought this. I have the Switch version and it got all updated and stuff. So oh, so it actually works now. Yeah, no, the Switch version's fine. Yeah, yeah, we, we I beat the whole whole game on there. Oh, it was shit, good time. <laughs> that was a while yeah. ago. Jeez. Yeah, no, I know you've had it for years. It's okay. I had Punch Out for years or uh, Boyness Blob. Boyness Blob. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't even know if you still have any of my stuff. No, I don't, I don't think you do. No, I, I don't. Two friends. Who have some of my games. Yeah, I have two people who have some of my games. But I, I remember what they are now, so <laughs> hooray. But no, I finished uh I finished Blaster Master, then I finished Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, and I've been just playing baseball. There's been a, a metric fuck ton of farming going on in pad for this one event that's going on, <laughs> and I spent um I spent just an absurd amount of stones trying to roll uh Sienna who is the, like, current top-tier fucking lead, and I finally got her after, uh, I don't know, 400 stones or some nonsense that I had saved. Like, it was... I had... I I went so hard after this one particular card that it was like, I mean, if I don't get her at some point here, I might just have to stop for a little bit. Like, (laughs) this is crazy. Um, But I eventually ended up with two of her because I dropped, like, 400 stones, and then I bought a $2 bundle... And it was like, you, you get a chance to roll in the machine that she's in, and out she fucking popped, because of course she did, um, after 400 stones, so whatever. Now I have two of them. 
Didn't know what it was this morning. Now I have two of them. Um, <laughs> so I've just been playing the shit out of that. And then there was this uh, devil challenge this weekend uh, that I did not complete because the dungeon is so hard. But not like in a cheap, not fun way. In a legitimately like challenging your team building and puzzling and just every aspect of the game wrapped up in this dungeon. And it fucking kicked my ass this weekend. Just beat me bloody. I'm not quite there yet. I gotta I gotta tweak a few more things, I think. But whatever. It's really fun. So that's where I've been focused. Hmm. Well, sounds sounds good. Sounds that like some puzzle, good focus. It, it's gonna look really good on your new phone, Chris. Whenever we don't have a show idea. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to get there. <laughs> we are. At I mean, some point, we're going to be like, all right, this is the week. now, so <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is the week. We're going to do it. This is the week. I'm going to mail you a fucking stylus. I'm going to kill this spider. Oh, no, I missed him. Shit. Now, now he just lives in here. mail me a stylus. I have a stylus. Oh, I got him. All right. <laughs> Fuck, this is like the most resourceful spider ever. All right, now, now he's really dead. Uh, <laughs> all right, you have a stylus? Good. Yeah, I got one for my Switch a while back, so I'm all I'm all good there. Yeah, one of these days, you're going to download it, and you're not going to love it as much as I do, and that's going to make me sad, and that's okay. <laughs> that's going to create a rift between the two of us. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that will be the thing that ends the podcast. <laughs> the beginning of the end. <laughs> you get it, and you're like, yeah, no. That game sucks, dude. I don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> that game Fuck. sucks, and you suck for liking it. Just rethinking all of my choices about our friendship. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway, what have you been up to? Well, uh, just in the last few seconds, I made the mistake of uh, looking for some sort of iPhone wallpaper for my new phone. Oh. And uh, I came across just some really disturbing images of uh, Bowser and Princess Peach. And people are awful, man. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta put that safe search on, man. Sometimes. I mean, they're not, like, they're not that overt. They're just like, you know, hey, check this isn't Check this out. We're, there's just some... <sighs> anyway, uh... So, what is it? Rule 64? Is that what it is? I feel like it's a lower number than that. Is but, it? I don't remember. Eh, whatever. Rule 32? I'm gonna look it up. I, mean, uh, I want to make sure we're giving accurate information to our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Now, Rule 34. That's I'm almost positive. Rule 34. Let's see. Um, There's a big old sale on the eShop. I was telling everybody to get uh, Horizon Chase Turbo for five bucks. And uh, the Konami ones were on sale for five bucks, uh, which I obviously already had Contra and and, uh, Castlevania. So I jumped on the Konami Arcade Classics. Oh, nice. I, you know, I'm glad I only spent five bucks on it because while it's a it's a very good collection, it's a very good collection of games that aren't really my thing. It's just it's all shooters and the Haunted Castle, which is abysmal. Yeah, so that's I, not great. I played a few minutes of Haunted Castle and was just like, yeah, this is exactly as bad as I heard it was. So, <laughs> so no, uh, this and is I, exactly you know, hot garbage. It's you know the arcade version of Twin B is really cool. So like I'm glad I have that. Uh, it's got um. Uh, Scramble on there, which is a really cool game. 
Uh, and then it's got, you know, Gradius and the various Gradius sequels like Life yeah. Force and stuff. It, it, it's, it's a good collection. It's just, I'm not that into arcade shooters, but it is nice to have it to just kind of jump into from time to time. So I'm glad I spent the five bucks on it, but it also kind of, um, it and another thing that I saw in a, one of these groups I'm a part of, somebody was saying that like, they're officially they feel like they're officially too old for games because they used to love contra and like they started playing it the other day and it's just a bad game and it's like uh, what and like, yeah, there are a handful of people jumping in and be like yeah man that's i tried playing contra recently too and i just don't like it anymore it's just not a very good game and it's like okay this I, this doesn't I, seem right yeah i disagree with that like the original contra i don't think it has like, I, I don't think that's a game that you can go back to and be like, well, this aged poorly. Like, no, not it is at all. what it is. So I, I was, John's never really seen Contra before. And I was like, hey, I'm going to play some Contra. You want to hang out? And he's like, sure. Because I wasn't going to have him play with me because that just would have made it way harder. Oh, God, um, yeah. So I sat down and like loaded up Contra just to make sure I wasn't a crazy person. Because when I bought the collection, I wanted to play through all of them in order. And right. I gave up at the arcade version of Super Contra because it's fucking awful. The arcade <laughs> version of Super Contra, like the arcade version of Contra isn't all that great to begin with. Super right. Contra is just like, this just isn't fun. This is just bad. But yeah. I remember the NES ones being all, all way better than that. So I sat down. I was like, all right, let's 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 see how I feel about Contra in this weird time where people are telling me Contra isn't good anymore. And then I beat Contra. I was like, well, that was fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> this that game's was fun. Outstanding. And I just beat it. So let's play Super Contra. And then I beat Super Contra. I was like, well, that was <laughs> fucking great. And then I moved on to Operation C, the Game Boy one. I was like, man, I haven't played this one in a long time. This is still really good. Like it's it's a Game Boy Contra game, but it's a Game Boy Contra game. This is yeah, pretty freaking that's good. good. And then I was like, all right, well, let's let's move on to the the, the best, my favorite, Contra through the Alien Wars. And I mean, I that one didn't really need any testing for me because I've played that more recently. Sure, it's that game's amazing, and that absolutely a hundred hundred and fifty trillion percent holds up. So this guy's crazy, and the Contra collection, it's so good. I still don't yeah, like hardcore I, though. Just, I, I I I would I I will grant you that like modern contra games maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. But anything like, past that collection, anytime I've tried to go back to, it, it's been like, no, no. <laughs> Except contra four. Contra four is still amazing. Yeah, but I mean, I w- I wouldn't go so far as to call contra four a modern contra game. No, contra four was like, hey, let's make a good years contra ago, game. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know. But like the PS2 ones, like Shattered Soldier, they're they're still good. But like once the they were awesome at the time because it was like, oh my god, they finally made a new Contra game. But when I go back and play them now, it's like, well, I mean, they're all right, but they're not Contra. It's one of those those kind of things that you just you try to modernize it too much and you take away the heart and soul. It's one of the reasons Contra Rebirth works so well on Wii because you know that yeah. game's great because it's fucking stupid. Yeah. And it just works. Yeah, it just works. Yeah, Contra Contra is not a difficult thing to get right. And yet. And yet. <laughs> Hardcore, what was it? Uh, Rogue Core. Jeez. That's, that's a, no. Not is that okay the one that. that we played for the Pain in the Assathon? No, that was Hardcore. I didn't like, that was the Genesis one. People love that one. I didn't just didn't care for it. No, Rogue yeah. Core was the one that just came out like last year, I think. Oh, yeah, that yeah, I played yeah. the demo of and was like, yeah, I didn't care right, for this that. isn't as bad as it seemed but it's still pretty bad <laughs> yeah it's still not great yeah that's that gets that gets a nope from me still not great 
Uh, let's see. Um, just kind of working my way through things here. There was a Splatfest this weekend. I haven't played was Splatoon. There? Yeah. Um, the uh, it was for the Mario anniversary. So I'm trying to get all the coins oh, yeah. on the website so that I can get that pin set. And uh, this was one of the things I needed to complete. So I was like, all right. I haven't played Splatoon in a while, so I jumped in and I played on Friday afternoon. I played like a couple of practice matches just to make sure that I still understood the controls. Right, and I did fine. You know, I played three matches and I was on the winning team for two of them. I didn't, you know, I, it wasn't like the mo- MVP or anything, but I, I did okay. You but held the, your own. I held my own, and uh, then the Splatfest happened, and I was on Team Star, and. I got absolutely annihilated. <laughs> I was on a team where we lo- like we couldn't get past like where we spawned. We were we lost like ninety nine percent of the other colors. Wow. I, I've never seen like these people were working together in ways I had never seen. Like this wow. was this was an absolute annihilation. <laughs> so I tried a few more few more matches and i lost almost all of them i did was on a winning team for one match which was cool uh because it was the one match where it was like it seemed like we were evenly uh pitted against each other mm-hmm. but almost every other match was just complete annihilation from the other team just com- just destroying us i couldn't wow. i couldn't hit anybody i couldn't get near anybody i'd just be like spraying along and then all of a sudden I, something would come out of the water and they're like here and then they're here and then they're here and then i'm dead i'm like ah <laughs> i just couldn't get anywhere and it was the mushroom team now i had seen online that the uh the the star got the most votes by like a mile but those mushroom players knew what they were doing, and that was they slaughtered the star team. They won the Splatfest because in in popularity they lost by like a bajillion miles, but in like actual gameplay they destroyed the star team. It was pretty interesting stuff. That's super weird. But that's why I don't play Splatoon anymore because I'm not I'm just not good enough at it. It's a really good game. It's really right. good. Like, it's, that's the, it's really good. With the exception of the match where we lost at 99%, I had fun even when we were losing because it's just a really good game. That's a fun shooter. It's uh, it's about time for a new one of those, isn't it? Um, I guess. I mean... Maybe like back half of this year that feels like a holiday release this year. Uh, Something that we don't... You know, because we're going to go over this list here as we you know do our... Uh, 2021 preview show here three mm-hmm. weeks into 2021 and um i mean there's there's bound to be stuff that we don't know about obviously right oh yeah so i don't know i don't know i feel like I, it's I been enough like, time i mean it's been enough time i guess if you're going from splatoon to splatoon 2 but i feel like splatoon 2 hasn't really slowed down too much in the sales department like i know it's not it's not selling constant gangbusters like mario kart did but sure. it's still a pretty darn good seller so I, I don't know i feel like nintendo's not in a huge rush to get a new one of these out the door um yeah. i don't know yeah i guess we'll see i would be excited for one yeah i would like i would like very much to see a i'd, I'd like to see a splatoon 3 that starts off feeling like more different from the first one mm-hmm. splatoon 2 i understood because like the first one had a similar situation where they, you know, added stuff over time and it keeps the game 
feeling live, uh, which right. is a good thing for a game like Splatoon, uh, just like it's a good thing for Animal Crossing. But the problem was that it wasn't so long after the first game that when it started off very similar to what the first game had, it didn't feel as new as it could have. Yeah, and, um, yeah. And the single-player campaign was a bit of a letdown in that department, too, because and obviously when the Octo expansion happened... That was like, there's your single-player campaign that's truly amazing, right. uh, but the single-player campaign that was built into the game uh, wasn't different enough from the one in the first game, which is to say that the, the single-player campaign was great the first time, but if you were expecting Galaxy 2, uh, you just you <laughs> yeah. were getting really more of... It was just felt like a little more of the first game. So, you know, it, it ultimately became very much a sequel, but I would like to see something a little bit more radical out of the gate for Splatoon 3, especially, mm. you know, some some local competitive play, some split screen. <laughs> yeah. Let's get on that, guys. <laughs> Seems pretty basic at, at this stage of the game. And yet, well, and Nintendo's yet, got a Nintendo, man. The, man, are so, they ever. Let's see. I, I have a couple of the really interesting ones that I'm, I'm stoked to talk about. Obviously, I'm still playing Bit Trip Beat and Runner. I cannot beat Bit Trip Beat. And I think it's got something to do with the controls because it's. I can't. I keep getting to the last boss, which is just a game of pong, and I cannot win. Really, I keep, I keep missing shots, and I feel like there's some sort of lag. I wish I could. I and I can't believe I'm saying this. I wish I could just play this game with a single Joy-Con held sideways, like <laughs> I used to, because that's the way I learned that game with the Wii remote held sideways. Yeah. But you can't do that, and so you have to hold it in this weird way to get the tilt going on, and it just, doing it with the Pro Controller, it, it's not as comfortable to tilt, and it, I just don't feel like it's as accurate as it could be. It's really bothering me that I can't beat this last boss. Runner is flawless, though, and it's, it's just wonderful, but uh, that's, that's nothing new for me. I, uh, my sister came over, um, I don't even remember why she came over, but she brought her Switch, and... Um, I noticed that she had Clubhouse games, which uh, we talked about a long time ago when the demo came out. I was like, yeah, this is neat, but I just don't think it's for me. Right. Uh, and um, I, I was curious why she bought the game. And it's like, well, do you get a lot of use out of it? It's like, oh, no, it's great. There's a bunch of stuff to play by yourself in there. It's a lot of fun. It's like, all right, well, let's give it a try. So I booted it up and I wanted to try that tank game. And mm -hmm. it's not as good as the uh, the tanks that were in Wii Play, but it's still pretty good. The bowling is not Wii bowling. It's not Wii sports bowling, but it's still pretty good. Um, and then we all played a four-player game of Ludo, which is effect uh, effectively what Sorry is based on. Mm -hmm. And the kids were just over the moon. And really... Like, they were just having so much fun with this basic freaking game of Ludo. And then like the game ended and like they, Ellie's taking her turn and it's like, she just presses the button and it moves the right number of spaces. So I'm not sitting there like, no, you only move four spaces. No, put it back. No, no put the piece no, down. You can't, you can't go to that one. What do you stop? Get the pieces out of your mouth. God damn it. <laughs> it takes all that away. And then we finished the game and there was no like pieces to clean up. I was like, I'm buying this immediately because <laughs> the kids were having so much freaking fun like knocking each other out and like because it forces them to play by the rules right and because of that they were able to understand the fun of the games playing them by the rules because 
you know, you wind up with a game like Sorry, and as soon as they don't like what happened, they start making up their own version of the rules. It's like, well, yeah. I think that we should do it doing this way. Like, well, it's not an option here. This is just yeah, the way it works, so get over it. And they did, and they had a blast. So I went out and bought a physical copy, like, the next day. And uh, we've been having a lot of fun with it. It's That's awesome. It doesn't have as many four-player games as I expected. Uh, it's pretty much Ludo and, like, Texas Hold'em or something. So that's not great, but we breaking it down to like the, the smaller stuff and I'm playing some weird games I've never heard of before. Some, I don't remember the name of it. It's some like marble guessing game that was really, it seems so stupid when I'm looking at it. John was like, come on, let's give it a try. I was like, okay, fine. So we watched the instructions. I was like, all right, well, I'll give this a go. And then like, by the time we were done playing it, I was like, man, this is a really good game. What the heck? <laughs> it I'm having fun. It doesn't look like I should be having fun with this, but this is really fun. So, I don't know, man. It's uh, Clubhouse Games is great. I, I finally understand the praise that this game has gotten because, like, people love this game. Yeah, I and know. I keep looking at like, why? It's just checkers, but it's it's checkers. I don't know. It's 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 charming, and it's it's checkers that's really playable for little kids. Where they don't have to, where they're not like trying to move the piece and be like, no, these are your options. Like the three of us, me, Ellie, and John played Chinese checkers together. Yeah. And once John really got the hang of like what he's supposed to do and how to jump over the other marbles, like so I used to play Chinese checkers with my sister when I was a kid. Yeah. And it was great. cool to have it like on the TV without losing the marbles, you know? It was, it's yeah, nice. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that, man, because kids fucking cheat oh <laughs> like God, all the time. Do. It's terrible. I Play missed it. the ladder and shoots and ladders. We need to start oh. over again. No. Yeah. Oh God, it's the worst. <laughs> no, you don't. We're not doing well, this. Oh, it like trying to play games with. I mean, yeah, fuck, teenagers are terrible too. But like, <laughs> especially little kids, it's just it's miserable. Absolutely <laughs> it miserable. Can be miserable. Yeah. You know. So, so I mean, I bought one. Eliminating and that, game, that. Yeah, I'm it, into that it idea. Makes it a lot more fun. I went out and bought that, and then like five days later, it went on sale. So you know, good times. <laughs> <laughs> naturally the digital version went on sale i really wanted it physically for some reason because i'm a weirdo but because you're you yeah because i'm me uh but on the sale i also picked up a game that i had been really curious about for a while called good job okay i've seen that yeah, yeah. this is published by nintendo it's an it's an indie game that was published by nintendo and uh so i guess it's not an indie game then huh uh, it's yeah, an eShop game, and uh, it was in one of those Nindy Directs like a good long while ago, or a Nintendo yeah. Direct. I don't remember which one. It was showcased in something, and I thought, this game looks hilarious, but they never wound up getting around to buying it, because it always seemed a little too expensive to take the risk on. Uh, so it went on sale for, I don't remember how much, but I was like, nah, forget it. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping in. Let's do this. So I picked up Good Job, and it is great. It's not like, oh my god, this is the second coming of Overcooked, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> But it's really funny, and it's quite clever, and uh, I'm not sure if all the stuff I'm breaking is earning me money or costing me money, but, like, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff, and when you break it, like, it makes ching noises, and money comes up, and it looks, it seems to me that I'm costing the company money, but I'm not getting bad scores, so. Well, then there you go. You're doing a good job. It's it, it's great because you you wreak so much havoc, but as long as you get the task done, then it just stops and says, "Good job." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's this stage in like shipping and receiving where you get control of this crane and you're just picking up these boxes, and 
move if you're not careful you just start knocking people and everything else down in the way and i had to get like um uh, a projector into a room and i couldn't figure out how to get it down the stairs so i plugged in like an extension cord across the room and i used it as a giant slingshot and i <laughs> launched the thing through the wall <laughs> But it landed where it needed to be, so I plugged All it that in, and I beat the level. <laughs> All that matters. It's, it's pretty damn good. I, <laughs> I recommend it. I definitely recommend Good Job. It's not it's not perfect, but it has so far been a very, very entertaining game. It is, is it the is, sale still going on? Or I think will so, yeah. it be going on while when this episode comes out? I think so. I'm not sure how long this Nintendo sale is going on, but it hasn't been on sale very long. I think it's mm. for at least another couple of days, but it is, it's, it's a solid purchase. I really, I really, uh, really like it. The co-op's okay. Uh, it definitely seems to be more designed to be a single player game. Cause I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, when John and I played co-op, one of us just wound up standing around while the other one was using the crane. But I think as the levels get more complex later on, you can really work together. Like John was using a crane and I was driving a forklift, which as you can imagine, yields very good times. <laughs> and fun was had by all. All right. Uh, I have had a couple of really good matches of among us. Uh, we've had yeah? a, a couple of evenings where uh, a group of friends of mine had been really wanting us to join in, really wanting me to join in with their group on uh, among us. And I've never really got around to it. Uh, but the other night for Nintendo Force, they we wanted to write. We're reviewing it for Nintendo Force this issue, and they got together a group of staffers to create a game with a small group of readers, and we had like an evening of Among Us matches, and that was the first time I'd played the game exclusively with functioning adults <laughs> instead right. of like a bunch of kids, and it was fantastic. Like. It took me a little while to get used to their rules because um, I was like a minute or two late, so I didn't really hear them break everything down. But these people had all played a lot of this game, and I had only really played, you know, a couple of times with the family. Right. And so we were doing voice chat, but you had to mute yourself until it was time to discuss. So while you're playing, everyone's on mute. And then as soon as, like, a meeting is called, then you unmute. And that's the only time we're allowed to talk to each other. And it just made for a really, really good time. Uh I, I was doing really well at first, and then I started getting killed, like, immediately, like, three or four games in a row, <laughs> <laughs> which was super funny. There was this, oh, this one, this one was fantastic. Um, I don't remember what map we were in, but everybody was at the same place. Like, we had all converged in one location, and it was like, everybody was a few pixels away from each other, just all stacked up, including one of the imposters, and they just killed somebody. In front mm. of all of us, but we couldn't tell who it was. <laughs> nice. It was amazing. We were like, oh my God, somebody, who did that? <laughs> but we couldn't tell because we were all standing in the same place. It was freaking outstanding. That's kind of uh, awesome. See, I, I have not ventured into Among Us yet. I feel like I should. I feel mm-hmm. like I would dig it. I don't I think know. We should. I think we should create a, a a match sometime with some listeners or something, and put I'd, together an evening where we all play uh, play this together because it's. I am one hundred percent fun. I am yeah, downloading it right now as you as you have put this out into the universe. I will now download the game. 
Yeah, we have to we have to do this. Uh, I really do like. Uh, we had some people playing on phone, some people playing on Switch. I really like it on. I like it on Switch if you're doing it with voice chat because the second group of matches that I played was with my friends, and for some reason they refused to do voice chat. They're like, no, no, mm. text only, and that's really hard on the Switch because you just can't type as fast as people can on their phones. Right, and I just don't understand why we didn't get into some sort of talking app where we can just talk to each other but whatever yeah like discord or or whatever yeah but uh either way it was still very fun but it's i think it's a lot more fun when you can actually talk to people um so yeah we should arrange that because this game this game it definitely has earned uh its its reputation of being a lot of fun it's that's just great all right it's downloaded so whenever uh whenever we can do that let's make that happen I have one more very, very important game to talk about. Uh, I was fortunate enough... I, I'm actually writing a lot for Nintendo Force this issue, and I'm kind of freaked out by it, because uh, they keep giving me assignments, and I'm like, okay, now I don't know if I have enough time to do all this, but I have to. Because um, <laughs> I, I just got assigned uh, doing a, a, a full-page write-up on Killer7 for oh, the nice. retro section. And Jesus. I haven't, I haven't played it in a long time. Like, I, I played haven't through thought it about that in a long time. Well, it's issue 51, and so we're dedicating the issue to Suda51. Uh, we've got a, an exclusive inter- interview with him that I can't wait to read because uh, Jonathan Holmes interviewed him, and apparently he gave some like really crazy cool answers to stuff. Nice. So I'm super stoked about that. We're doing, you know, we're reviewing the No More Heroes games that came out on Switch, and I'm doing a retrospective on Killer7. There's all kinds of stuff, you know, dedicated to Suda51. So. That's a thing. Uh, I got Tanuki Justice for review, and I already finished that and, and wrote my review for that. But the, the big one, the big important one that I finally got, I finally got Fight Crab. <laughs> okay. And? It, it is, is without it... a doubt, the stupidest game I've ever played <laughs> in my life. However... I have laughed so many times. I'm, I start the game, and it's exactly what it looks like. It's giant crabs, realistic-looking crabs, beating the crap out of each other. And then, like, I got to level three or something, and all of a sudden, I'm in, like, a city. But it's like, I'm not crab-sized. I'm, like, Godzilla crab-sized in nice. this city. And then, like, there's a lobster down there. And he's got a sword and a handgun. <laughs> it's just so funny. I mean, I, I, I don't. I haven't really figured out exactly how to review this game yet because it's it just defies logic. It's so stupid, it's, but fun. I'm not even sure if it's fun because, like, it. You don't really feel like the game's doing what you're telling it to do most of the time. Cause the controls are like, like Octodad, like the left yeah. analog stick is your left claw and the right analog sticks, your right claw. And like the trigger buttons make you punch, but then the other uh, shoulder buttons make you grab, but it doesn't seem to like, you're always moving and doing stuff, but like, it doesn't seem to really be doing what you're telling it to do. I guess it just always devolves into like, a bunch of crabs huddled around each other, <laughs> swinging around and falling over. It's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's like even beyond the concept, and the music is hilarious because it's like you'll go to a beach, 
for a level and it's just got this J-pop playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. I mean, I love it. I absolutely love it. But it's like like earlier today, I had some time and I'm I'm trying to finish the games. I like to finish the games before I write the reviews. Sure. And I'm just playing through it, and I, I wasn't having any fun, because nobody else was around, and I'm just by myself in the middle of the afternoon, and, and you know, getting my ass kicked by these crabs, and just, all right, this stopped being fun. But John has been obsessed with the game. He's completely in love with it, <laughs> which is weird, because he loses all the time, and he usually gets super frustrated when he loses the games, but he just doesn't seem to care. He's just like, now buy more weapons, and like, I got this giant hammer now, and I unlocked six more crabs, and... <laughs> There's like a photo mode where you can like free move the camera and take ridiculous pictures of your ridiculous crabs with your weapons and stuff. And there's it's it's remarkably deep. Like there's all these systems and stuff like you can the the way you move around and you can charge up like a special berserk attack and stuff. And none of it seems to matter in the actual course (laughs) of the game. And I, I don't know if I can if this game gets like my most hearty recommendation or if it's just stay the hell away from it and watch a YouTube video, it's hysterical and it does not take itself even remotely seriously. They definitely did exactly what they should have done for a game called fight crab, except for <laughs> maybe make it more fun to actually play. Yeah. That's where it all falls down. You see, but that's the thing. Half of what makes it so funny is that it's so stupid. Like, playing it feels like complete and utter chaos, which is what it, I think, is what they were going for. Like, if they made this into a more fun, like, legitimately feel-good-to-play fighting game, I feel like it would lose so much of its character. Right. Like, the fact that it's stupid and broken is kind of part of its charm, because it's it's fucking fight crab. <laughs> Like, at the end of the day, it is fight crap. Yeah, like, how serious do you take this? And if you make it a really fun fighting game, like a really decent fighting game, aren't you kind of, like, at a certain point, then you're going to be taking it seriously. Right. right? Because if you make it so that you can take it seriously to try and actually maneuver and, and like, do become legitimately good at the game, well, then you've taken away the absurdity of it. This forces it to never be serious. It's yeah, such a weird. It, it's a weird to be, line to know? walk, yeah. right? So, like, I don't know if that if the game is that way because of developer incompetence or because that's the right way to do it, or at least that's what they believe. It's such a weird game. I just I'll figure out how to review it eventually. <laughs> Probably all I can a little say for both. sure is it's hilarious. <laughs> well, I am happy that you finally got it. I am too, and I'm so thrilled that they they're allowing me to review it. <laughs> Just over the moon. All right. Well, there I, I talked about all the stuff I needed to talk about. It's been a hell of a couple of weeks for gaming. I know we didn't really get to catch up, you know, last week when we were talking with a uh, weekend rental, and I I had all these like important ones to talk about. Like, no, I have to talk about Fight Crab. I have to talk about Clubhouse games. I have to talk about Konami Class. It's just things kept happening, but it, it's been a busy couple of weeks, Chris. It really has. So we're going to take ourselves a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to look into the future and 
considering that we're all still alive by the time these games come out, we're going to talk about what we're excited for for the rest of the year. Uh, oh, goodness gracious me. You're <laughs> listening to the Stone Age Gamer Podcast from Geekade.com. Stick around. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Listeners, we have an exciting announcement. Mutant Musings is evolving! For 2021, the Mutant Musings podcast is becoming the Mutant Musings Evolution podcast. But what the heck does that mean? It means we're going to discuss all four seasons of the X-Men Evolution cartoon that aired from 2000 through 2003. All 52 episodes. So on every episode of Mutant Musings Evolution, we'll discuss two or three episodes of X-Men Evolution. And we'll be releasing two episodes of Mutant Musings Evolution per month, every month of 2021. Episode 1 of Mutant Musings Evolution will be out on Wednesday, January 6, 2021. Then get hyped for Mutant Musings Evolution! Yay! Yay! Hey folks, I'm Karen. You may know me as a writer for GeekAid.com, or as a co-host of the This Week's Episode podcast. But did you also know I make and sell all the handmade cross-stitch items available at Shoot the Moon Stitches? I have pieces for many different flavors of fandom, including Star Wars, Doctor Who, Supernatural, The Good Place, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and more. They make great decorations for your home or office and unique gifts for the geek who has everything. I also take commissions to make the perfect piece that suits your fandom and style. You can buy online or find me at your favorite local convention or offbeat art show. Visit Shoot the Moon Stitches on Etsy.com and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at STM Stitches for the latest updates and to see examples of my work. That's Shoot the Moon Stitches for all your handmade, geeky, snarky cross-stitch needs. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Uh, it's time to talk about games coming out this year for our 2021 year in preview. Uh, theoretically, at some point, more than five PlayStation 5s at a time will become available to the public. Maybe. It's doubtful, though. It's I doubtful. Saw, what did I see the other day? Oh, fuck. What store got them? Some weird store got them. God damn it. I can't remember, but they legit had three. Oh, uh, I think... Th- oh, geez. Was that through 
I don't know. There was um, I, I follow, like I said, I follow these PS5 in stock alerts. Yeah, was yeah, the yeah. One, um, like sometime last week, I think Sony Rewards had like twenty five of them. Yes, I saw that. <clears throat> like, how dare you? Twenty five. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. There and they was announced other... it the day before. Sony Rewards like the the tweaks. I haven't pulled up here. The tweet was taps microphone. A limited number of PS5 consoles will be available tomorrow. Stay tuned, and we'll let you know when they're live on the site. You might want to turn on post notifications. Like. Fuck you, Sony. Yeah, That's, come on, man. That is Sony just it. out there flagrantly saying, good luck. Let good us luck, get in fuckers. a line. Let us get in a line That's and it. buy them. That's all we want. That's all anybody wants for any of this collectible or entertainment shit. That's all we want. Tell me what's coming out. Let me pre-order it. And then, like, oh, God, NECA did horrible horrible things to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles community like over that. the summer and shit with all My the toys that they were releasing was, uh, was trying to get all those and I think he's still missing one or two of them he just yeah. couldn't couldn't get it's it on the pre-orders fucking impossible man like and and Hasbro like I just I picked up this past weekend cuz I was just out and about and uh I had to go had to go to the vape shop to uh to get some shit for my vape and uh there's a GameStop next to it so I went in there and they had the Spider-Man Classics uh, Black Cat that came out. So it's Marvel Legend Black Cat. And that was up like for pre-order on the Hasbro site for like, I don't know, 20 minutes. And then it sold out. But like, how can you sell out of pre-orders? Like, just take that's them. That's what I'm saying. And, and make the ones that you took. I mean, that's how Limited Run does it. And I'm not saying that they're flawless. Like, there's a lot of people who miss orders and stuff through Limited Run. But sure. But generally speaking, they're like, we're going to do pre-orders from this day to this day. And when those are done, that's how many we're going to make. Yeah, that that makes sense to me, man. I don't know. And for something like a console, like, come on, people want to play your games, and you're, you're just, you're blowing it. You're absolutely blowing it. Because... Too many people who want one aren't getting them because yeah. they're just showing up. At, well, last night I, I was going to bed and and Karen was like, "Hey, someone in my mom's group selling a PlayStation Five for nine hundred dollars." I was like, "You tell them to go fuck themselves." <laughs> yeah, you tell them to stop being an evil piece of shit. If you didn't want it, don't buy it. You know, fucking hell, man. <laughs> yeah, I. Mm. <clears throat> so anyway. Uh, People might get some game systems this year. We'll see. Hopefully, supply catches up to demand at some point. And you'll uh, be able to play some of these wonderful games that we're going to talk about. Indeed. So we're just going to roll through month by month. Uh, I think, Dan, you're looking at a list on Game Informer, and I'm uh, yes. rocking Wikipedia. So let's see. Um, today is the 18th, so uh, uh, we've already missed a couple of... No, the only one really worth any worth its salt that I see here is that Scott Pilgrim vs. the World the Game Complete Edition just came out. Yep. Uh, that's awesome. Dan and I were just talking over the break about uh, how we want to go about attacking this game, because uh, Ubisoft hasn't exactly been um, a company that I'm willing to pay money to recently. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't love a lot of what has happened with them, uh, but then again, this is a game that is pretty awesome and they the the creators of like a um the creators of the property didn't really make anything off of the original game and they're not really making anything off of this one either but they are 
very much in support of this game's existence. So I'd love to get it physical, but I don't want to spend $35 on it because while this game's awesome, it's not $35 awesome, you know? Nope, it's $20 awesome. So, and even know. that might be pushing it, if we're being honest. It's, I it's love on Scott Pilgrim. List. I love the property. I love the movie. I love the comic books. I love, love Scott Pilgrim. We had for years hanging in our bedroom. Um, I painted uh, a panel from one of the Scott Pilgrim books where Scott and Ramona are holding hands and it j- says, We just need to hold on. And I painted that for Tiff and like that hung in our bedroom. For like a long, long time. Love Scott Pilgrim. It's a big part of, you know, our lives together and whatever. Um, it, it, it's a $20 game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day. But yeah, I mean, definitely buy it digitally and then just don't delete it. And they, they can't take it from you. Yeah. Really. I mean, I still, like I said, I still have mine on my PS3. So. Yeah. Just nice to play it on a more modern console. So. Oh, sure. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. It's on my wish list. We'll see if maybe it goes on sale. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving forward, uh, the next important game that Dan and I are both very excited about on January 26th is Cyber Shadow. I mean, you're going to skip right over Hitman 3? It's a big deal, Chris. People care. Well, yes, I do know people care about Hitman 3. I think people care about Hitman do they? No, they really do. They really do. Uh, actually, Evan, our intrepid editor, Evan, is a big fan of the Hitman franchise. And I, oh, that's I, right. I kind of forgot that this was a new thing because I heard that it was coming to Switch. And I was like, oh, so this must be a game that's been out for a long time that's coming to Switch. Oh, oh no, it's that's no, neat. Uh, this is one of those streaming ones that's coming to Switch, though, which is, I still think that's a really wild idea. And the fact that it even works is kind of nuts. But hey, Hitman 3, that's, that is a game that's happening. Yeah, Again, but no, you are right. The, the big Hitman game three. I'm pretty sure the 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 big game for you and me this month is absolutely Cyber Shadow. Yeah, no doubt. Published that by Yacht a, Club. Mm-hmm. So not the same team that made Shovel Knight, um, but the same publisher. Correct. Correct. Yeah, Yacht Club's Yacht Club made and published Shovel Knight. Yacht Club. Um, was involved in the de- became involved in the development of this game. Like this was a game that they decided to publish, and then helped clean up to like br- bring it to its full potential. So Mechanical Head Studios is the 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 company that the 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 company that's making the game, and then Yacht Club is publishing it, and also lent their expertise to help make the game as good as it could be. I am beyond excited for it. Um, the guy who's reviewing it for Nintendo Force has already finished it and said it's it's said it's really good. I'm so into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm super into it. I'm looking at the uh, the article here on Game Informer um, where it says it, it Cyber Shadow is an indie action game that wears its Ninja Gaiden and Contra influence on its sleeve. I'm like, I mean, all right, I'm in. I was yeah. already in, but I'm in. <laughs> it's already very well sold uh, on that, but it's a. Uh, it's it's taking it's taking the same it's trying to do what um the messenger already did but it's taking a very different approach to it yes which is why i'm so excited about it because the messenger was not exactly like i expected it to be it's one of my favorite games this generation i freaking loved it absolutely but 
now Cyber Shadow is coming out, and it's going to scratch that itch, but in a totally different way. I'm so excited about this game. Give yeah, we'll find me. out. We'll find out in a week. <clears throat> we will. We will Two find weeks. out in a week. Next or- Friday. Not this Friday. Not the day that this podcast comes out, but the following week is when that Correct. comes out. January 26th. So we won't be able to talk about it next week because it won't be out yet when we record. Turds. Oh, well. <laughs> we'll talk about it soon. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Disgaea 6. They keep making those games. <clears throat> yep. That's, that's not a slight. People like Disgaea. I think it's a really cool property. It's just not for me. Uh, Gal Gun is another one of those things. Gal Gun Returns. I don't, I don't really get it. I don't get it. I played it. I don't get it. I, I'm not disparaging anybody who does. Um, it is it is just a kink that I do not possess. Let's see. Uh, the Yakuza Remastered Collection is hitting uh, Xbox One and PC. Uh-huh, and yep. uh, again, uh, a franchise that I know a lot of people care about. I've never been able to get into it. Same here. Which I find very strange. Uh, it does seem like it's something that I should be super duper into. And maybe I just haven't given it enough of a of a chance uh and let's see it looks like before january is over although this uh the dates listed on here is tba is that super meat boy forever will uh be coming to ps4 and xbox one it's currently available on switch and i think steam i think so that seems uh, right. Yeah, it sh- should be theoretically coming to the other platforms this month uh i haven't really heard a lot about it I don't. Uh, yeah, I really haven't either. Yeah, it came which out I don't on, know if that's yeah, good or bad. Windows on December twenty third, uh, and then it just says January twenty twenty one for the other platforms. I mean, I can't imagine it's bad. Uh, it's the original Super Meat Boy was amazing. It's a weird jump to make this into a, a uh, an auto runner. Yeah. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons I haven't picked it up yet, because I have my hands full with the original BitTrip Runner right now, so I don't really need another one of those. But, I don't know. There's something about it that's stopping me from immediately purchasing it, which I didn't expect, because when they announced this game, I was like, cool, yeah, new Can't Meat Boy, gimme, gimme, gimme. And now, well, apparently I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> apparently I can wait a while. There is uh, there is an indie game coming out for uh, PS4 and uh, Xbox One, and I think let me look here. Yes, also for Switch, uh, it is called Tohu. I don't know. It looks very very charming and very cute. I don't know anything much about it, but the art style looks really cool. Huh. Looks very visually interesting. It is a an adventure game in a bunch of like. In like a weird fish world, I don't know. It looks very, very interesting and strange. Okay. Yeah, comes out January twenty eighth. Well, okay then. Yeah, this it, it it I'm I'm looking at a trailer right now. This really feels like one of the uh, one of those games that's going to end up like on a lot of people's like. So you totally missed this game because it looked fucking weird, but you should definitely go check out this weird Tohu game. Sorry, I'll have to look into it. How dare you. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to February. Hmm. East Con- 9 Monstrum Knox uh, from, <laughs> ne- from Neon Falcom, still still cranking out the East games. Mm-hmm. Uh, this coming to PS4 
Looks like this has already been out for a while. I guess it's just coming to America now? Uh, let's see. It was released... Yeah, I don't know. It says mid-2021 will be worldwide for Switch and Windows and the PS4 version. Oh, but it came out in Japan in September of 2019, and it's just coming mm. out in America in 2021 for PS4. I never really got into the East games, but I do like their soundtracks. Yeah, I, I've never been huge into them either, uh, but yeah. I know people are are excited about that. There's really only a couple things that I care about in February, but I mean, we're kind of should we get the big one out of the way first? Uh sure. All right. So Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection comes out. That's the big one, right? It's the one we're talking about. Uh that was going to be I mean, that's one of the big ones. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm obviously I'm fucking around. Super Mario World 3D plus Bowser's Fury hits the Switch on February 12th, and I could not give a shit less, but I know that puts me in the minority. Super Mario 3D World is outstanding. Um, I, 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 I also have a lot to say about Ghosts and Goblins, but yes, you're right. Uh, as far as... Look, uh, the regular game, Super Mario 3D World, is is fantastic. It's really... It's a different take on 3D Mario, which uh, I I liked quite a bit. They they started it off with 3D Land, which was very good, but I think 3D mm-hmm. World really brought it home. It's got good multiplayer, which is not something that a lot of the Mario games have uh, as far as like co-op, because instead of it being the 2D stuff like New Super Mario Brothers, where you're constantly getting each other's way, because it takes place in a 3D space, you're not always getting each other's way. But it is designed like a 2D game, because it's about getting from point A to point B, not like go find a thing, go find a thing, go find a thing. It's just right. go through this obstacle course and get to the flagpole at the end. It's a really, really well done game. <clears throat> I'm super excited about this one uh, being remade for the Switch because they added online co-op. And then they added Bowser's Fury, which did you see that that trailer for that? Yes, that is... Um, I I find... And I really can't quite put my finger on why I find Cat Mario so unsettling, <laughs> but I find it just so very unsettling. And then that trailer hit, and I went, yeah, I mean, I am all the way out. Because <laughs> then the he got out. gigantic and had Super Saiyan hair. Yeah. But yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's Kaiju Bowser. Yeah, and like... I'm into that. I'm so into this. It looks I'm, so good. I'm into that, but I, I really like honestly the cat costume Mario stuff. Like there there is a weird um there it just it does something weird to my brain that I don't <laughs> care for. Like in not a good sexy way, like not a good fetish kind of way, but like in just a very unsettling and I'm not kink shaming by any stretch of the imagination. Um it just really fucking creeps me out, man. I, I really don't like looking at it. There is something a little more unnerving about that than the Tanuki suit, you know? And I don't There's know just, why. There just is. I can't, is. I can't explain it. 
you're a hundred percent right. I, you're, you're not wrong at all. It doesn't bother me that much, but it's one of those things that if you stop and really look at it and listening to Charles Martinet say meow, yeah, it's there's weird. Just, there's just <laughs> something a little wrong about it, but and like the game the, is so good, it, it gets me around it like no problem. I, it, the, the peach amiibo, like in her sexy cat pose. I don't know, man. <laughs> just something, something about it. Definitely some Rule Thirty Four stuff going on there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's some, and again, like I mean, I I want to be clear because we have a very diverse listening audience, and I am not in any way shaming anyone for things that they might be into. It that has literally nothing to do with it. It just is very unsettling to me. I just, well, it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me as much as it. As much as it would if I stopped to think about it more. Uh, <laughs> but the game itself is so damn good and has so many fun bits of creativity that we're missing from Mario games since Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I having having played a chunk of this game before they announced that it was coming to Switch, um, like relatively recently, I can say it holds up extraordinarily well. It is still just as good as I remembered it. Uh, on the Wii U, and I'm glad it's going to reach a bigger audience, and Bowser's Fury looks like really cool extra content, because it's not running the same way as 3D World did. It looks like it's running in the Odyssey engine, but with all of the, I guess, visual stylings and power-ups and gameplay conceits of 3D World. Because it's not doing the whole somewhat isometric, like, fixed camera thing. It's it's full 3D open world, like Odyssey. Which is a really weird thing to add on to 3D World. Something that looks functionally so much different. Yeah. But as far as DLC goes, it's the closest I think I'm ever going to get to liking Bowser Jr. I just hate that character. But <laughs> having him like as your co-op help in that, I think, is really cool. Uh, so I'm 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 into it, but obviously my son is completely into it because John yeah. loves Bowser. John loves Giga Bowser and Smash Brothers. So the fact that there's like Fury Bowser, which is even bigger than Giga Bowser, and honestly, <laughs> that's the coolest Bowser has ever looked. Oh uh, god, yeah. Man, there's there's going to come a time where I'm going to show John some Godzilla movies and I think he's going to lose his mind. Yeah. He's going <laughs> to I think that boy's really going to fall in love with Godzilla cuz right now he just loves giant monsters breaking things. So Did you happen to catch the little HBO Max teaser that's been making its way around on social media and whatnot <clears throat> that has a snippet of Kong punching Godzilla in the face on I an aircraft not. carrier? Nope. It's like a half a second that it's on the screen and it is glorious. I cannot fucking wait for that movie. I still haven't seen that new Kong, and I still haven't seen any of the new Godzillas. For real, that new Kong is outstanding. It's so good. It's so good. The new the new Godzilla, the first one was the one with Brian Cranston that he's mm-hmm. in it for like 10 minutes, is pretty good. The second one, King of the Monsters, is excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. You should watch them. All right. I'll put them on the list. All right. All right, what else do we got here in February? This, this is actually a really stacked month. Because we've got Control, 
getting re-released for the PlayStation 5 and Series X, um, which is a really good game that came out last generation Mm -hmm. um, that was kind of hampered by some of the technical limitations it was coming up across, Um, but a very, very cool game. The Neo Collection for PlayStation 5, so Neo and Neo 2 Remastered. Um, Sheridan's a big fan of those, right? Uh, those are the ones that he's super think into. So he's really into the Souls game too. But yeah, I think he likes Neo a lot. Yeah, so that's kind of a big deal. I know my daughter Penny is incredibly excited about Little Nightmares too, uh, which uh, comes yeah. out on the 11th, and that game looks super creepy and looks to be more substantive than the first Little Nightmares. Like the first Little Nightmares, you can get through in about four hours. Um, but it's really cool and really atmospheric and really creepy. And this one looks to have just taken all of that up to, uh, to like additional levels of creepiness. And then persona five strikers is a thing that people are going to care about that are not Mm -hmm. on this podcast. Correct. Um, and not for personal reasons. It's just not, not our thing. Mm -hmm. And then ghosts and goblins resurrection. Yeah. A new Ghosts and Goblins game. And it looks mostly really good. That it does. That art style is a little, a little, trips me up a little bit, but it seems like it's one of those situations, like, it doesn't look great at all times, but boy, when it works, it works. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check game. this out. New Ghosts and Goblins, I will buy it. You just sold. Yeah. I mean, it, Ghosts and Goblins is one of our favorite things. We, I mean... You and I have been playing that since that game came out and all the different flavors and iterations and like to the point where it was like, fuck, Maximo is amazing because it feels like it's a continuation of that thing I liked, Um, even though it really wasn't at all. But still, I wanted it to be. Um, Yeah, I mean, that that is huge. And then also not something that you and I spent a lot of time with, but Bravely Default 2 Uh hits the Switch on February 26th the day after and that is going to be a massive massive game yeah people really dug the first one on ds and i think the second one on ds did really well too uh which is why it's weird that this is called bravely default 2 well because it was bravely default then bravely second bravely second right because you'd think that's the name of the second one yeah, you would think so. <laughs> but no, no. Now there's Bravely Default 2, which is the third game. <laughs> it's the uh, the damn it the, square. The Squeenix uh the Squeenix naming conventions are uh in full force here. Yeah. But then I am also really excited at the end of the month on February 26th for Retromania Wrestling, which is a direct hmm. sequel to WrestleFest, which anybody who has attended too many games over the last number of years, uh, has had the pleasure of seeing Mr. Tommy Dreamer there promoting this game, and it is like the old school WWF arcade wrestle, you know, wrestling game, and it looks great. And this one in particular, I am super hyped for because it has Warhorse in it, and Warhorse War is this indie wrestler who is. His whole gimmick is that he's basically like a, a late 80s, early 90s throwback wrestler. Um, so he comes out and he's got like face paint on and his fucking catchphrase that's like on t-shirts and shit is war, ho- war horse 
rules ass, um, which is just fucking fantastic. <laughs> He's just like an old school metalhead wrestler, and I love him, and he is in this game. It should be exciting. I mean, it, <laughs> if you're into this style of game, which I am. Which you should be. Which you should be. Well, okay. Yeah. That's February's, a big month, man. That is a, a big Switch month. That's a, Super a, Mario 3D World and Bravely Default on top of Ghosts and Goblins. That's big for Switch. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty solid month right there. All right, let's see what March has to offer. Uh, there's a Harvest Moon game coming out. Do you think that makes any inroads onto Switch with Animal Crossing being as popular as it is? I don't know what to make of Harvest Moon because I'm pretty sure this is Harvest Moon in name only, right? Didn't mm. the company that made Harvest Moon split up with Natsume and created Story of Seasons, I think? So I have like, no idea. There's there's something with this. No, this uh, I'm looking at the, the cover. It has Natsume... Yeah, Natsume uh, owns Harvest Moon. Oh, right. No, no, no. The, okay, the so yeah, this is Rising Harvest Star Moon, Games. I think, yeah, split from them and, and did Story of Seasons. I don't know. I mean, is now, like, the perfect time to be releasing, you know, a year after Animal Crossing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Although I'm now seeing that at the end of the month, there's a Story of Seasons game coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Is that that's also coming to Switch? Jeez. Let me see if Pioneers I can suss this of out real Olive quick. Town. Story of Seasons and formerly known as Harvest Moon. Yeah, okay. So this is uh I don't know what the actual story behind this is, but this is the official continuation of the Harvest Moon franchise. Uh the developer Marvelous. Oh, Marvelous Entertainment. Used to be Victor Interactive. Weird. Okay, so that's like a thing. Uh, so both Story of Seasons and Harvest Moon are hitting the Switch, and yeah, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. I think that this is the right time to do that. You're gonna drop these two games about a year after Animal Crossing came out. Now, of course, this doesn't jump into anything. Uh, like, there's a new update for Animal Crossing coming at the end of January. Mm -hmm. So we don't know where Animal Crossing is going to stand in March. I imagine they're probably going to do something somewhat big for the game's first year anniversary. You would think so. Especially considering that the thing is still selling really well and was just an absolute worldwide phenomenon. So, I don't know. That should be something. Uh, looks like Yakuza Like a Dragon is getting uh, the PS5 released. That's Which a, should be a pretty big, big deal. Samurai Showdown's hitting Xbox Series X. I've still been meaning to play that game. It looks really good. It does look really good. Uh, that Prince of Persia of Stance of Time remake does not look really good. No. No, uh, it does so not. I'm going to continue to steer clear of that, uh, especially with my you know current not loving of Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, there's Balan Wonderland. So that is a new Squeenix game. Um, yes. That is like a, an a, a, an action platforming game that has costumes that you dress up in that add sort of um, like things to the character, but it's also created by Yuji Naka. Exactly. That's why this game's worth mentioning because the trailer didn't look very good to me. I, it looks weird. It. I. I don't think. 
I don't feel like this is the kind of game, much like Nights into Dreams, too. Like, it's not really a game you watch a trailer for and get excited about. But then you I'm play it, guess. and you're like, oh, okay, <clears throat> I get this. I suppose. I don't know if this game is going to be the same. It looks fucking wacky as hell. I don't see this catching on. It's it's also coming out for everything, which doesn't give me the best feeling in the world. Because, I don't know, I feel like it does have Square Enix attached to it. So that's something. Um, but I do feel like there's a lot of risk on games like this. Like This reminds me of stuff like Rodia the Sky Soldier, where you've got this this person who is responsible for like some pretty important shit in the world of video games, right? Yeah. But he's no longer like what what else is Yuji Naka's like, you know, Burning Rangers was super cool but it didn't go anywhere. You know, it's <sighs> even I don't Knights, know. I don't, I like don't know that I feel extraordinarily It's super cool, but it's not idea the size Sky Soldier was him too. And and that game yeah. never it was a good idea, but it didn't come together and i feel like that's the direction that this seems to be heading it i haven't seen the final product who knows how much more polished it's going to be when it comes out but as of right now it looks like it it i don't have a good feeling about it i don't know i feel like this is a game i'm gonna get and play with the kids and they're gonna love the shit out of this i'm i am getting strangely as i have the trailer on here as we're talking about it not that it is the same game style at all but i'm getting billy hatcher vibes from it and i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing <laughs> i can't tell i think arguably the large the biggest release for this month is monster hunter rise for the switch yeah that could end up being a huge deal yeah, it's I not mean, the my- one i'm the most excited about <laughs> Yeah, me neither. I've never been able to get into Monster Hunter, but I have heard a lot of other people who have never been able to get into Monster Hunter have it. It's finally clicked with the demo for this game. Yeah. So this seems to be, um, this is the next. I think the next proper Monster Hunter game after mm-hmm. Monster Hunter World, which was on PS4, I think. Yes. Uh, and this is going to be a Switch exclusive, or at least for now. Who knows? It's Monster Hunter, but. The last Monster Hunter game they put on Switch was a pretty decent success considering that it wasn't like a new Monster Hunter game, but mm-hmm. now you're putting Monster Hunter on like the most popular platform on the planet, especially in Japan. I think this is going to be a really real winning situation for Capcom. Yeah, I hope it's great, man. I really do. I do too, cuz I know that um a lot of people were hoping for a Monster Hunter World uh, port to switch because a lot of people like to play monster hunter portable um so but the, that just wasn't gonna that just wasn't in the cards i think with the way that game was made porting it to switch was going to take just an obscene amount of work so it, i think it lo- it looks like capcom just took the approach of like well why port this when we c- it's going to be the same amount of work to make a new game so let's just do that yeah um that takes the switch's strength and power into mind uh, which appears to be what this is. So, I mean, I think at the very least in Japan, it's going to do just outstanding numbers because it's a new portable Monster Hunter. Good for Monster Hunter fans. Yay! I, the one I am most excited about in March, and I am I am hoping against hope that we can, I don't know, maybe we get like a, another stimulus with uh, Joe Biden and I can drop $1,000 on a PlayStation 5 um, <laughs> if I get desperate enough. Um, but I'm really excited about this Returnal 
game that House Marquee is doing. Um, House Marquee has done just a, a, a ton of like arcade style games on like PlayStation Four, and they've done they've done some other stuff as well. Uh, but like they did um, like Dead Nation, which was like a, a, a twin stick shooter, and Super Stardust Delta was a Vita game that was super fun. And then, like, the very first game that I played on PlayStation 4 was Riso Gun, which was this really cool um, side-scrolling shooter, but, like, it was, like, a, a, a circular side-scrolling. So, like, you were always going back and forth on the levels, like, changing the direction of your ship and whatnot. It was really, really cool. They're putting out this game called Returnal, and I don't know if you remember the trailer of this, but this was the one where, like, the the scientist the uh, the female scientist like crash lands on this planet and she's stuck in a time loop. Oh, I remember seeing the trailer for that now. I yeah, like game. I am really really into this game. Like this is this looks something like something that is right up my alley. So I am hoping that that game is incredible because House Marquee makes good shit, but this is like a big step forward for them. Yeah, this is pretty cool looking. Yeah, I think it looks really cool. I love that kind of like time loop sci-fi kind of thing. So, hmm. yeah, All I right. hope it's awesome. I really want to play that. All right, go team. All right, well, I think that wraps up March, mm-hmm. right? I can't see anything else. It's extraordinary. Like, there's a Yakuza 6. This is the third time Yakuza's come up. So there's plenty of Yakuza stuff for Yakuza fans. Yeah, if, if you are into Yakuza, this is this year is for you, man. 2021's working out well for you. <laughs> All right, let's see. Now we're getting into uh, fewer things that have actual release dates. So let's see. April, I don't have a whole lot here. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive, which I guess is a new Guilty Gear game. Um, near Replicant Repli- version... Yeah, version. 1.22474487139 There's like some weird story with that that I just don't care enough about to get into detail but it makes sense why that is the title doesn't I'm make it a good sure title it does yeah <laughs> I'm sure 358 over 2 days makes perfect sense in context but it doesn't yeah. mean it's a good title Uh new Pokemon Snap that's kind of a huge deal Yeah that that's like the big April man switches is, is killing it it's it's a pretty stacked year, not for me personally, but as far as like games that I think are going to make a lot of people happy, yeah. people have been asking for a Pokemon Snap sequel forever, and it's boggling my mind that they haven't made one before now, but heck, there's new Pokemon Snap coming out of April 30th. I, I hope it's great, man. We're going to end up getting it at some point. I'm, sh- I'm sure Katie is going to have to have that in her life. I suspect John's going to want that, too, because he loves Pokemon the idea of Pokemon, and he loves taking pictures of things. Well, so there I feel you like go. This game is like directly <laughs> up his alley. I mean, and I'm not gonna lie, I played a little bit of the original N64 Pokemon Snap back when it came out because I was working at Funko Land, and I was like, "Sure, this is this is this is stupid." But I, ha- but it works. I, I will begrudgingly admit that it was kind of fun. So yeah, no, it definitely was. It definitely was. I am sure there will be. I, I am I am confident that they have learned enough from the first Pokemon Snap to to make this an engaging experience. It's not really a game, I don't think. Like I can't can't really classify it as a game, but it is certainly a, an experience. Well, it's kind of like a rail shooter, except it's all about 
taking pictures instead of actually shooting them. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's go with that. That's all I've got. I don't see anything else with a release date, with the exception of, well, I mean, there's Ghost Fire, Ghost Wire Tokyo, but, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't conceivably care less about that. That's just, that's, that's yeah, that that's is something I'm kind of interested AAA, in. Not for me. The, the other thing I'm seeing here on Game Informer is Outriders, which is a Square Enix uh, shooter, and it's made by uh, People Can Fly, is the, the developer. Oh, why do I know that name? They are responsible for, uh, damn it, I should have had this pulled up. My computer's just running slow. I, I was working on, like, a seamless killer. transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then they developed Gears of War 2? Bulletstorm, Gears of War Judgment. Oh, they ported Gears of War, Bulletstorm. They, they've worked on that. Okay, but I think Painkiller is why I know them. Yeah, they, I, they worked I, on Unreal Tournament as well. I've been listening to Jim Sterling for years and years and years, and he loved the original Painkiller. So. Yeah, I mean, th this does not look like it's for me. This is just like, this looks like the modern sci-fi shooter that so many other games look like. And I, I hope it's great, and I hope people enjoy it. Um, But yeah, not not for me. Okay, now we get to the list because I don't. There's you know something in July and something in October, but yeah, that's not much has solid release dates, which is you know to be expected. I, it's early in the year. I've got a couple here. Okay, um, what else you got? May twenty first is uh, Death Loop, the uh, Bethesda owned. That was going to be that's a PlayStation exclusive, huh. um, because it was announced before uh, be, bottom, before yeah. the. The purchase. This is the uh, the weird like time loop where you're an assassin and you have to kill the other people within a certain amount of time, but you're also being hunted. I don't know. It's got kind of like a futuristic '70s kind of funky vibe to it. I it looks pretty cool. Not something I'm super excited about. Um, but then the only other one that I see here is in June. Uh, June 22nd is Back for Blood. So this is basically Left for Dead 3. Hmm. And that is very exciting. Because did, did you play Left for Dead or Left for Dead 2? Uh, I think only very briefly. I mean, those were outstanding, outstanding co-op zombie shooters. Like, they were well, just the, I so didn't have anyone to play fun. them with at the time, which is why I kind of sure. avoided them. They seemed like... They seemed like really cool ideas, but I just had no way of really getting into them. Yeah, my, my buddy Brian and I, because we played a ton of Left 4 Dead 2 when I was living down in uh, in Lakeland in Florida, which is a terrible place and nobody should live there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, past the time of being like, ah, shit, I'm in Lakeland. Um, we played a lot of Left 4 Dead 2, and the the team that made that is making Back for Blood... I love just the name of it is just like, look, this is Left 4 Dead 3. We just can't call it that. Here it is. Enjoy it. I'm really excited that that's coming out. And then that's it. Everything else is to be announced. So on the uh, on the to be announced category, um, or at least 
uh, that have been slated for 2021. Uh, before I get to the slated for 2021, there's a couple of big ones that are like probably 2021, but haven't actually said they're 2021. Mm-hmm. Well, let me make sure that this one on here. Yeah, no, that still doesn't show up either. So obviously the big one, which I'm expecting soon, uh, the, the biggest one I'm expecting the soonest would be Hollow Knight Silk Song. Yes. Uh, again, no release date, but nope. It's got to be this year, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I would have to imagine they the first reveal for it was Valentine's Day two years ago. Yeah, it's got to be this year. It seems it seems like it is imminent. So it does and with the big uh, the big interview that they just did. And mm-hmm. I think it was Game Informer. I could be wrong. Um, but they just did like a, a big magazine feature about the game. Like it, it has to be coming soon. Uh, let's see. Um, Bayonetta three is also rumored to be this year. Uh, apparently we're supposed to hear something about that pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'd be, I mentioned in that I loved the first two. So, uh, sign me up. <laughs> uh, and then there's the ever nebulous Metroid prime four, which, I mean, I kind of feel like if it doesn't come out this year, it's really pushing it, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, that that really feels like one where there's going to be, like, a Nintendo Direct, and it's going to be available that day. Right? Like, doesn't that feel kind of the way it's going? Uh, no, nah, it feels to me like this is going to be one of those games they try to pump up, like, a Mario and a Metroid. Uh, sorry, a mm. Mario and a Zelda. I feel like they want to... They're putting the time and effort to restart this game from scratch because they want to do it right. So I feel like they're not gonna they're not gonna shadow drop this. They're gonna they're gonna do this one up solidly. Like I hope so, man. I really want it to be great. I do too. And considering the Metroid Prime lineage, I mean, all three Metroid Prime games are great. Uh, Hunters was fine. Uh, Pinball was awesome. But the three regular Metroid <laughs> Primes are fantastic, especially the first one. Uh, this is a really new team. Not a lot of the original people that made the Metroid, Metroid Prime at Retro are still at Retro. But still, Nintendo seems to care a lot about this project and doing it right. So that's pretty exciting to me. I just... I'm so sick of waiting, man. I hate yeah. that they announced it and then, you know walked it back but at the same time i'm glad they walked it back instead of releasing a game they weren't happy with so this this the switch is primed for this kind of thing no pun intended uh this is where you make this property shine because as good as prime 3 was the wii was not the audience for metroid um no it it really was came out on 3ds too late if you're going to do this and make it a, the, the blockbuster follow-up to Metroid Prime, which was the closest Metroid's ever been to a proper blockbuster mainstream franchise, this is the platform to do it on. Like, mm-hmm. Doom exists on this platform and succeeded fairly well. Like, there is a market for this kind of game. You do you make Metroid Prime 4 as well as you made Mario Odyssey and uh, Breath of the Wild... You've got something really special on your hands. And I would love to see this franchise finally take off the way that it should. But 
We'll I see. I want it to be great. I really, I, I, I really want to love it. I really, really do. As do I. And I, I don't also know want that I'm going to, to throw but... the freaking trilogy on on Switch and Samus Returns in HD on Switch. Mm-hmm. I want, I want that very, very badly. But, and finally, Breath of the Wild two. Yeah, this seems yeah, like the that... year for that. That this this seems like it's probably about it's been cooking long enough. I think this is the year that it's coming. And it makes sense. Like you do a Mario game in March, do uh, Metroid Metroid or Zelda in June, July, and then whichever one you didn't do at that time as your holiday push. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, that makes sense. Agreed. I'd love to see it. Okay. So back to business here, back to this giant ass list of games in alphabetical order. Uh, Alex Kidd and Miracle World DX. Could be cool. Yeah. I don't love the original game, but I like it. And sure. it looks like they're putting a lot of love into uh, this remake. So good for them. One that I know uh, you and I are both very, very excited for. Uh, and the original just got a speedrunning update um, like six years after release this like past weekend. Uh, and that would be Axiom Verge 2. Heck yeah. I am all over that. It's very, Q1, very apparently. excited. Yeah. Very excited for that game. Which, yeah. and again, Q1 like should be soon. Yeah. Theoretically. Theoretically. Well, yeah, I'm into I, it. Yeah. I will buy that on the Switch. Um, that is not something that I want to wait for on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to play that as soon as I can. <laughs> yeah, me too. I loved the first Axiom Verge. Took me a little bit to get into it, but once I did, heck yeah. So, pff, absolutely. Um, scrolling. Yeah, I was scrolling through the next game that I got to um, in this list, and... It's rumored for late this year. I would not be surprised if it gets pushed. Um, but if there there are two potential PlayStation franchise hit, franchises hitting this year that will put it uh put put a very very difficult choice at the end of the year for game of the year. Also because don't forget Skatebird is coming out for Switch at some time this oh, year. Oh, of course. <laughs> and and that is early early contender an early contender for game of the year. <laughs> but um we are potentially going to get God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West both this year. That's and that pretty, is that's some megaton shit right there for the PlayStation huge, 5. Right? Like that is you better hope Sony, that you have gotten your distribution figured the fuck out by that point. Yeah, because you, you cannot those games on platforms that people can't get. No, you you just can't do it, right? Like you can't. And how ridiculous would that be if you have to delay the release of the next God of War and the next Horizon because you don't have enough systems in the world? That would be a silly fucking reason to delay those games because I that that God or, of War game. Which is a very real possibility. You it have is. enough systems in the world, but literally 50% of them are on eBay waiting to be sold at a markup. Which is uh, just... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the way... The cliffhanger at the end of that God of War game on PlayStation 4, where Thor shows up outside of Kratos' hut, and it was like... <laughs> 
oh my god, I'm going to get Molnir. At some point in this game, <laughs> I'm going to be Kratos, and I'm going to be throwing Molnir around. And if that is not Game of the Year material right there, I don't know what is. Oh god, I want it so bad. <laughs> I want it so bad. Uh, and it'll be awesome too, right? Because, you know, it. What what I think is really interesting about this one is going back to what David Jaffe originally said 25 years ago at this point, 20 years ago, talking about God of War, about how he thought it would be cool if once Kratos was done killing all the, the Greek gods that he then went on to other mythologies and started taking out their pantheons. Well, now we're in Norse mythology and Ragnarok obviously is the story of the end of the Norse gods, right? Yep. And his son is Loki, like all of that that was revealed. I feel like we're far enough away from that game where Evan doesn't have to put the blazing sirens on there <laughs> yeah. for us to get yelled at about again. Um, you know, um, with your son ending up being Loki and this game being called Ragnarok, like, are we ending Norse mythology and now Kratos is going to go off and, like, fuck around in Egyptian mythology or some shit. Like, I don't even know. I don't even care. I'm really excited <laughs> about it. But then on top of that, to get a new Horizon as well? Dude. Yeah. I really wish that game crazy. clicked with me. I really do. Yeah, I get... Man, I and I do get why it didn't. I do. Like, I can, I can understand wanting it to be breath of the wild and it it just definitely isn't yeah and you know what i mean maybe maybe now that i'm far enough away from breath of the wild it might be worth trying to give it another shot i just don't know i don't know how to fit it into my schedule but it's a, yeah it i mean is I, a game that i really want it, it, it reminds me of final fantasy 7 in that way like i want to get this i want this to click with me where i get it really i understand why everyone likes this so much and it, yeah. it hasn't gotten there with me. Maybe someday it will, um, because it's not a game I'm, I'm ever going to truly give up on. Just like Final Fantasy VII, I'll never really give up on that game. It's there's just going to come a time where I'm just going to be like, all right, let's try this again, launch it up <laughs> next time. Let's get in there. Yeah, man. No, I I fucking I loved it, and just the the stuff that we saw about this game, uh, just in in the brief things that they've they've shown so far. I just look so gorgeous. I cannot wait for that. Let's see. Uh, this actually jogged my memory of something else uh, that's not confirmed for this year, but I, I came across a game called Chris Tales here. Okay. I don't know what the big deal with this is, but I keep seeing it show up in like my timelines. It's available for pre-order on like physical editions and on the, the eShop and whatnot. It's coming out for everything uh pc switch ps4 ps5 xbox series x freaking stadia <laughs> i don't yeah. i don't know it's some sort of rpg that people seem to care about but i don't know why it looks kind of neat um like looking at the screenshots it, it's got a neat art style to it but it reminded me of an rpg that might come out this year i feel like it's more likely end of this year or 2022 but sea of stars mm. Mm -hmm. Sea of Stars is so high on my list of things to get. This is the turn-based RPG modeled after 
modeled very specifically after Chrono Trigger from the developers of The Messenger that takes place in the same universe as The Messenger. Holy crap on a pita, I need that game. Yeah, need that. Need that right now. Absolutely need that game. I backed the, it on uh, Kickstarter. Yeah. And I mm, th- like talk about a th- talk about a low risk Kickstarter, right? Because the yeah. messenger proved to me that anything that game, anything that company makes, I am into. <laughs> so yep, I'm in. Now they're tackling the they very specifically Chrono Trigger inspired RPG that looks so goddamn good. Sea of Stars is really high on my list of things to want. It's mm. I mm-hmm. would not expect that until next year. Yeah, it seems like it's too early for it to be this year, but I keep I, seeing I feel like things. I saw 2022 somewhere in there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it makes sense, but I'm still going to, you know, cross my fingers and wish for this year. The uh the next thing that I had in the list as I was reading down we talked about it a little bit. It's a PS5, PS4 game that uh, Kina Bridge of Spirits with like those little uh, ash looking guys, like the the little gray adorable things. Like we talked about it before you watched the trailer and you were like, my God, these are the most adorable things I've ever seen. <laughs> it looks uh, it looks kind of like a Zelda-esque kind of thing. It's either Kina or Kenna. Um, I think it's Kena because Kenna is uh, a hip hop musician, but it's two ends, and he's fucking awesome. You should all listen to Kenna. Kenna, but, Bridge of Spirits, PS Five. I'm looking at the trailer now. Yeah, it's got like these little, uh, yeah, okay, little helper spirits. This. Yeah, this has got a really good. The the art style seems to have a really good personality to it. Yeah, it's got it's really got a cool. really good look. I I dig it. You know, like being a, a a hashtag girl dad, like female protagonists in games that are not scantily clad. I'm like, oh my god, they get it. You know, <laughs> so like that kind of gets a vote from me just off the bat. But it does look like an interesting and and good game. So I'm definitely uh, definitely into that one. Agreed. This looks pretty cool. I hope that I hope this is really good because. I'll, I, it's got this has got a really good personality. Just looking at the uh, at the 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 trailer, it just has a a very specific you know heart and personality to it. It just looks gorgeous. It does. It looks really really good. Yeah. And then right after that on the list is uh, the new Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, but this is not just a retread of all the old Star Wars Lego Star Wars games. Like, this is a new Lego Star Wars thing. And I I know that I like them more than you do, mm-hmm. but uh, they are really fun. And I think you might actually get a lot more enjoyment out of them now, playing them with your kids, because they are old enough to make their way through it. Yeah, but they're not old enough to have seen the movies. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the rub with these games, is that my yeah. kids... I, I'm not saying that all kids aren't old enough to see those movies, but like we just what we had John alone because uh, Ellie stayed over at my mom's house. Oh, that sounds and so wonderful. We had John Can alone. my kids stay at your so, mom's house? What's that? Can my kids stay at your mom's house? <laughs> I haven't had so a babysitter to... since last March. Yeah, it was uh, it was really cool to actually get just a night alone with John, and so we watched the original Iron Man. How do you uh, like it? 
he it scared the shit out of him really which we were not expecting and i think it's the live action factor because we're watching what's what scared him was when tony stark was getting hurt so like when pepper goes into like does the like the funny scene where she has to stick her hand yeah. in his chest and like pull yeah thing, that scared the shit out of him he was like, is he going to die? Is he going to die? And like, he was getting really, really upset. And like at the end where uh, he's trying to get the, 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 the original arc reactor back to his chest and he's like crawling and yeah. he's like, he's, but he's not going to make it in time. Like he was really scared and wow. we're watching legend of Korra as well. And they put that character through more physically damaging stuff, oh, yeah. like way worse stuff than what happens to Tony and Iron Man. And he's watching all of it. He takes it in stride. And I think it's the fact that it's live action that makes it feel more real. Like he's seen a bunch of, you know, silly you know, blasters and stuff. But this was the first time he'd ever seen gun violence. Right. And he was really terrified of all the war scenes. And which is, I mean, good because have a healthy respect for that. That <laughs> Yeah, it, it, that shit is scary. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, that really scared him. So like. He hasn't finished seeing all the Star Wars movies yet. Uh, right. We got through, I think the one that scared him the most was uh, Re- uh, Return of the Jedi. And it was because when the Emperor was zapping Luke at the end, he it was, was fucking really scary. scared by that. Yeah. Uh, and he, it's intense. He thought Luke was going to die. Um, we, uh, but then we, we, we watched, have you ever seen Death Becomes Her? Oh my God. Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn. ages. I've seen it, but I. Sure. Rented it on VHS, like probably when I was way too young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We watched that with the girls, and they were terrified <laughs> because it was real people getting holes blown in them, and their necks completely snapped around, mm-hmm. and limbs just flopping off. And they were like, "What is going on?" <laughs> they were so scared, and we were like girls this is so absurd it's a cartoon it's funny and they were like no it's not they're real people it's like uh, first of all goldie hawn is not a real person <laughs> second of all this is ridiculous <laughs> that you're acting this way because you're 11 and you should not be this fucking creeped out by this but at the same time they have also spent most of their life um with cartoon violence so having you know real real people in danger like i mean they were scared shitless by jurassic park but like jurassic park is supposed to be fucking scary yeah that was one of the uh that was one of our you know, options we're like so what do we have this night with john what are we going to show him and karen's like jurassic park i'm like he'll never sleep again <laughs> that t-rex scene where he's breaking yeah. into the car and the kids are screaming like no 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 he will not like jurassic park no no that that movie I know there's- is legitimately terrifying if you're there a are a kid. lot of kids who love the jurassic park movies but and but that my that's not my kid and that's the thing every yeah. kid's different i'm not saying that seven-year-olds shouldn't watch the marvel movies because, oh no like, not at all absolutely but my seven-year-old he's just not there it's just it it's too scary for him now i do think that you know, sorry a bit of a tangent i think that the first iron man's probably the most gritty until you get to something like um uh, Punisher Winter Soldier. <laughs> he probably but, shouldn't watch the Punisher show. Well, no, we're not going to show him. <laughs> just you know, just putting that out there. But I think he, I think he would take because he did like the movie. After it was over, we were like, "So you okay, buddy? Like, how'd you like the movie?" He's like, "I liked it." And he was asking us questions about Iron Man. Like, 
he was scared of it, but it didn't make him hate the movie. He was still into it. So I think the third one might scare him just because the shit with the Mandarin, like knowing that it's eventually, do we have to do spoilers on this one too? Knowing that that's not really the Mandarin. Um, But like, you know, there's a lot of like really heady, you know, war torn kind of shit there. Yeah, but I don't think they show a lot of it. I'm, it's I, hard to it's hard to watch those movies thinking about what a kid might be scared of. Yeah, because we're just so far agree. removed from that. Yeah, but yeah, like Winter Soldier is definitely grittier. But I'm not sure if it's like the kind of because it's there's it's grittier, but it's never. I think it's the situations where it looks like the hero is actually going to die. I think that's the part that scares him more than anything. Oh, well, you better not get to the Avengers movies then. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, <laughs> cause he's going to die. I'm, I'm trying to explain to everybody like, okay, I'm trying to explain to him. Like this is, this is the world of comic books. Death isn't necessarily forever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's going to take us a long time to get to something like like Endgame with him. But yeah. I assume by the time we would, he would have seen everything else in order. And like, I screw around with the uh, the order of the MCU in 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 uh, Phase One because I think that I think the second movie you should watch is Captain America because the whole thing is about the first three phases are about Iron Man and Captain America. You know, so right. saving Cap till right before Avengers seems kind of silly to me. So I, th- I throw cap second and I think he'll really like captain America. Yeah. That one's really good. I think the only part that might scare him a little bit is when he's getting the serum, but like that doesn't last very long. And then you see what happens. So, yeah. And then it's like, all right, kids, drugs are awesome. You should all do them. Look at what happened to Chris Evans. Oh, boy. All right, let's see. Uh, (laughs) You didn't get that? That wasn't your message from that movie? That's what I took away from that one. (laughs) Do drugs. All right, cool. Thanks, Marvel. All right, so, Uh, yeah. Anyway, Lego Star Wars. I'm actually legitimately excited about that, though. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Neither of us care about Gran Turismo 7, right? Uh, I don't care, but I am very happy that it's coming out. Yep. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a nice feather in the cap for the old PS5. Yep, always is. Uh, let's see. Uh, over on Xbox, Halo Infinite is happening, which should be a big deal. I hope yep. it's awesome. Yeah, I know that they got a lot of flack on that trailer for it just not looking good enough. Okay, but whatever. Looked like yeah. Halo to me. Looked all right to me, but you know what the hell do I know? Yeah. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West we talked about Uh, there's a new Inazuma 11 game Uh, Kerbal Space Program 2 should be kind of a a bigger deal yeah Kerbal Space Program is one of those things that I never really got but is apparently uh, super cool the the Mass Effect collection I would imagine that's going to uh, make a bunch of people really happy yeah uh, King of Mass Fighters 15 Legendary. Is yeah, love King of Fighters. Sorry, my my King list is just straight alphabetical order. So you're 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 hitting up ones that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, mine um, is too, but I don't have a couple of those on there. I don't 
the Game Informer. I don't know which list is more accurate. Apparently, they're still porting Marvel's Avengers to PS5 and Xbox Series X. I kind of feel like Square should really cut and run on that game, but... uh... Uh, Man, at this point, I feel like they kind of owe it to everybody. Like, you got to make good on your promises. (laughs) Do they, though? Because I don't Uh, think they do. I think they got their money and they're ready to move. They should just move on to the next product. Maybe. Oh, Neo, The World Ends With You. They're finally making a proper sequel to The World Ends With You. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never really got that game. I never got into that one, but it's a... I'm super happy for the people that are fans of it, because it was a really creative game back when it came out on DS, so... That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, no, more no more Heroes three. Yep, No More Heroes three is a big one. Same with Oddworld Soulstorm. Uh, finally getting a new not Oddworld game. God, I do not like the Oddworld games. <laughs> they I they bother me, and I don't know why. Hate them. <laughs> Hate them so much. I liked the original. Uh, I never really got into the sequels, but this seems to be a, a follow up to Abe's story, which I think is cool. Uh, bleh, 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 bleh. Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis. I can't even tell what's a new Fantasy Star Online game at this point. Yeah, I don't I don't even know where we are in that timeline. <laughs> Completely. Oh, Psychonauts 2. There you go. That, I hope so, man. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And like, this is a this is going to be a difficult year for me. If I, I if I legitimately end up with God of War, Horizon, and Psychonauts 2. I that, mean, yeah, I don't know how you're going to survive. Is there any way this game lives up to the hype that I have built in my mind for it? I'm going to say yes, because it's Psychonauts. I think if, if, it was, if it was something else, I'd say no. But given what this thing is and how specific this thing is... Yeah, I think this game could absolutely live up to its potential. Man, I really hope so. I really hope so. Like, because apart from Psychonauts just being a really, really good game that everyone should play, that was as Tiff and I started dating, like at the at the genesis of our relationship. That was the game that we like first played together and bonded over, like. As as ridiculous as it sounds, as we were legitimately falling in love with each other, Psychonauts was the background to that. That game is very, very important to us as a couple, and to finally be getting this sequel all these years later, um, god damn, it's got a lot to live up to, and I really, really hope it does. I really do. <laughs> I think you're right. I think because it is Psychonauts, because it is Tim Schafer. I, it seems to me like they wouldn't be making this game if they weren't doing it right. Yeah, like this isn't a brutal legend, too. You know, this like isn't that, the kind of thing that, that they're making just because, like, well, let's let's crank out some money. No, this is a game that they're making because it's the reason Nintendo hasn't made F Zero. Like, yeah. They're, they were waiting until they could do something that they felt was worthy of the name. Not that I think Nintendo's doing the right thing, because what's worthy of the name of F-Zero is just make a new game. Just, <laughs> just that, make more racing. Just make more races. It doesn't have to... You don't reinvent the wheel. It's a fucking racing game, and it's fun because it's F-Zero. Just make new tracks, you 
jerks. Anyway, you dicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that new Ratchet and Clank game looks really cool too. That does look really cool. Like I haven't, I haven't been interested in a Ratchet and Clank game in probably fifteen years. This one looks really cool. Yeah, that whole jumping through the portals and stuff looks really cool. Uh, Resident Evil Village also seems to be a big deal for the uh, for the purples. I'm I'm interested. Yeah, it's okay, Skatebird, what? man. I just saw this game called Rust, and I'm like, Rust? That sounds familiar. Oh, it's from Face Punch Studios. <laughs> what a great name for a studio. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. What has Face Punch Studios done? Gary's Mod. What's Gary's Mod? Man, this seems like some Fallout shit that I don't care about. It's like Half-Life and Team Fortress mods for things. Oh, that's okay. cool. Good for them. Face Punch Studios. I love that name. All right, cool. <laughs> Whatever Rust is, it has my seal of approval. Uh, <laughs> Sam and Max, this time it's virtual. We got a new Sam and Max game. That's kind of cool. Uh, Shadow Man Remastered. Okay. I mean, all right. Oh, Shin Megami Tensei Five is apparently coming out for Switch this year. Yeah, yeah. That was like the first game... It was one of the first games announced for the Switch, and it still isn't here yet. But apparently, it's coming. So, good for you, uh, Game of the Year, Skatebird. There it is. Skate. I mean, <laughs> Skatebird. <laughs> it's like Fight Crab, but birdier. But <laughs> but with more feathers. You know, <laughs> crabs don't have any. Spelunky Two is coming to Switch. That's an old game. Uh, State of Decay Three. That is one of the few Xbox exclusives that like I'm really interested in. But that's just some some fucking uh, zombie shit. <laughs> uh, Tomb Raider Reloaded. Oh, that's an action arcade game. All right, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Siberia, the world before, because this is an entire franchise that keeps getting games, and I don't know a. I've never even spoken to a single person who even <laughs> vaguely likes them. <laughs> but they keep making them, and that means that somebody out there really likes these games. I don't know people, who they are. I don't know anything about people. these games. They don't look very good, but somebody out there really likes these games. So. Wasn't there, like, a big one on the original Xbox had, like, a girl looking longingly into the distance and, like, a wolf or some shit? Yeah, that game's good. That, that art has been everywhere, and I yeah. don't think any of them have been big. I think it's just, this is this is the here now. Now oh, it's on man. Wii. Now it's on Xbox. Now it's on the toasters. I don't know. It's everywhere. <laughs> um, are you interested at all in this Lord of the Rings Gollum game? I didn't even know it existed until like a couple days ago. Seems kind of interesting. Weird idea. I don't know, like playing through, because like, man, I have a weird relationship with Lord of the Rings, because I fucking hate the books a lot, and I love reading. I <laughs> really hate those <laughs> books, um, but I really genuinely enjoyed the movies. But was not the type of person to be like, oh, man, I'm going to watch the extended releases of these because I didn't like them that much, you know. So I don't know why I'm as excited for this game as I am. But I'm, like, really excited for it. 
Well, I, good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I don't yeah. know why I care. I really like the Lord of the Rings movies. I'm not huge into reading books. I'm uh, just it's not my not my medium of choice, unless it's about video game history, because that's just the kind of nerd I am. But or Ready uh, Player I tried. One. I loved yeah. the Lord of the Rings movies, but I couldn't get into the books. Um, no matter how much I tried. Yeah, and... I, I've tried so many times. Like, I've tried with The Hobbit, I've tried with The Similarian, or Cimmerillion, or however the fuck it's pronounced. I've tried with The Lord of the Rings books. I've tried multiple, multiple times. I, I just can't do it. I can't care. Yeah, I don't I know. Man. I, I, I feel weird about a game about Gollum. I don't yeah. know how exciting that is, but... I don't know. As an aside, I'm reading this book right now called The Only Good Indians... And um, it's really fucking weird, and I, I'm really hopeful that one of our listeners has read it so that they can tell me if I should continue to make my way through it. Because it's, it's a very Stephen King kind of weird thing. I, fuck, it's weird. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Well, the last thing that I see here is Wonder Boy, Asha, and Monster World, which is a remake of the fourth game okay we're gonna have to do that episode <laughs> yeah we're we're getting to that we doing that in february i yeah i think so this is okay. a sequel to monster world 4 which i believe is the next canonical sequel to wonder boy 3 the dragon's trap uh i don't think this looks very good it's um I'm really. I was really bummed when I originally saw this trailer because, like, oh, they're remaking the next one. It's not Lizard's Cube. It is. Mm. Uh, I don't know what company is doing it. It's a, a I U I N, and it's polygonal, so it's uh, hmm. looks kind of soulless. Uh, <sighs> the original <laughs> game's got this like really great like sprite work going on it was genesis game and then yeah. like i'm looking at the new one and i'm not happy with what i'm i'm, I'm just not loving what i'm seeing i would have loved it if they somebody took the same approach to this as uh lizard cube did with a uh, wonder boy 3 but i don't know it could still be good i've heard very good things about the original i've never played it i really should considering how much i love uh the dragon's trap sure but yeah i don't know man this this is not giving me the uh, the the greatest of vibes. So, uh, but it's something that I will be certainly watching with a. Uh, I will watch your career with great interest. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback to an off the air joke. The uh, the last hey. one that I'm excited about is that weird PlayStation Five. We skipped over it because uh, it's back up in the S's. But that game Stray, where you're like the the cat in the weird like robot future. Oh my goodness, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I'm super interested in what that game is going to be. I don't know if I'm actually interested in the game or not, or just the idea of it, but uh, yeah. There's also the Turrican collections, which we were also talking about off Yeah, air, we were talking about those which earlier. I, I don't know what to do about that myself. Um, Strictly Limited is making uh, Turrican anthologies, volumes one and two, which have like a bunch of cool extra features and all of the Turrican games, whereas North America, a different company in, in, I think 
uh, Turrican flashback, I think it's called, or something. Turrican. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah, Turrican flashback, which is being published by someone else. Yeah, in in, and it doesn't have all the Turricans. It just says one, two, mega, and super. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's all weird, but it that's is. happening. This is a big year, man. There's a lot of shit coming out, and this is just the stuff that we know about. Yeah, and it's January, so we shouldn't know a whole lot at this point. So Yeah, I mean, there's there's always a ton of stuff that gets, you know, I mean, Nintendo is, is very, uh, and I do say good about that, and I do legitimately mean good about that, of like, here's 15 new games coming out in the next six weeks. And it's like, oh, that's awesome, you know? It's going to be a big year, man. Yeah, I'm excited. The I'm one excited, thing Ziffle. I looking looking at this list though, I really don't see as much and I hope that there is some more stuff for Xbox players. Yeah, like even multi-platform stuff I'm not seeing a lot. Like Halo yeah. is like the big thing, but I'm not seeing the where's the stuff from all those studios they bought and uh I'm 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 expecting some sort of like big drop of like, well, here's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, uh, like I really, out. I really hope there's some really awesome stuff for uh, Series X, because like right now, I you're right, like Halo is going to be huge, but that really appears to be it. Like Switch is killing it in the first half of the year. PlayStation looks poised to be like all over the middle in the second half of the year with God of War and Horizon potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, Xbox has got Halo, and I, like, I want them to have more, you know? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it, is, it is a strikingly anemic uh, lineup at the moment. They've got yeah. the back catalog stuff going hardcore, which is Which phenomenal. is awesome, yeah. But going through this list, we didn't see anything jump out at us being like, huh, good for... Good for Xbox owners. We didn't see a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the biggest thing that I notice on here for me that, like, I'm jealous of for Xbox players is uh, is stated to K3. And that's a game. Even that is not the the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, I don't know, man. I really hope uh, it... I, I really, really hope that there's a lot more stuff coming out. And like, there's a lot of stuff that I'm sure we're just not, um, it's just not on our radar. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking back at the list and like the artful escape, the ascent. I know there is that one that 12 seconds, I think that's what, or 12 minutes. What is that one? Like it was, uh, one of the indie games that they showed off where like you continuously play in that room for like 12 minutes. That one looked really cool. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Big year regardless. Yeah. Just seems bigger for two of the three. I don't know. I hope there's new stuff coming. Anyway, I'm rambling. I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's time to wrap this up. Uh, So that's our show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to Dan and I read down lists of games, because next week (laughs) it's time for the 10, 20, 30, 40. That's right. We're good at reading. Yes, lots of lots of that. Uh, I missed like a ch- I like didn't copy paste a chunk of my script correctly. Oh my god! There it is. 
The Stone Age Gamer Podcast is part of GeekAid.com. We're on most social media platforms, and if you want to get in touch with us, we aren't very difficult to find. All it takes is a quick look at our show notes, and you'll see links to our social media accounts, as well as all manner of other fun stuff, like a link to our namesake, StoneAgeGamer.com, the GeekAid Patreon, which helps keep this show running week after week, and more useful links than you can shake a joystick at. This show's theme song, Squared Roots, was written by Banjo Gaiali. You can learn all about his wonderful music and more by following the link to his YouTube channel, also in the show notes. And finally, as always, we'd like to thank our intrepid editor, Evan, for making this show listenable for all you folks. And we'd like to thank all you folks for listening in the first place. That's it, everybody. On behalf of Dan and myself, keep playing games. <laughs>